1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. And I, the NFL draft is over, free agency is wrapped up, but the NBA playoffs is underway, NHL playoffs is underway as well. You've got Steph versus LeBron tonight, so in the playing tournament, there's a lot you can bet on, and BetOnline is the place to do it.
1: Always something you can bet on, man. It seems like sports is year round, especially football. I was watching a little bit of football, the spring league football last night. But again, you said you know the NHL playoffs, and I think tonight, like you said, a uh, basketball playoffs start tonight. So with with any wager you want to do, y'all might as well go to bet online because they always got any
0: kind of focus you need to bet on. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the NFL, Ike Taylor. And I.T., I'm going to give you the reins here in just a second to introduce our guest today, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm surprised you're even friends with our guest today considering (laughs) he had a pick six against your Steelers in Super Bowl 45, but I'll go ahead and let you introduce today's guest.
1: Speaking of Super Bowl, we got HBCU, Bethune, Cookman, great coming out of Florida, the state of Florida, man. Uh, again, they did beat us in the Super Bowl when we played the Packers in Dallas. And it hurts, but I'm glad he's just part of the family. Uh, our kids played football together at AAU. Um, won some championships together, very athletic. I guess he just runs through the bloodline. Uh, but I'm talking too much, but I would like to in- introduce you know, Nick Collins, uh, uh, HBCU, Bethune, Cookman, great, Packer head, cheese head, whatever you want to call it. Um, Even though I hate that we lost to them boys in the Super Bowl, but at the same time, it's just good to be part of the family, especially when it comes down to Orlando, working with the kids, coaching our kids uh, on the same team. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go, Nick Collins. I
2: mean, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Uh, for sure, like said, man. Uh, our kids play ball together, and it's just it's just been fun, you know. Getting to know know you on a personal level, getting on your son on a personal level, and just you know, even though we had our little beef in the in the NFL for, for a <laughs> time, but hey, it is what it is, man. I you know, I'm just glad we able to just enjoy life and uh, be there for them. So,
0: Nick, I so, see on social media that. You're dancing on TikTok with your daughter. I know your son's plays football. You were telling us before the start of the show that he's got games uh, upcoming in the next few days. But in your downtime, what do you like to do?
2: Man, just relax, man. Just, you know, just, you know, get my exercises in, work out, uh, go hang with the fellas at the cigar bar, have me a drink every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Other
1: than that, man, I just enjoy life, man. That's about it. So, Nick, got a question. Uh, yeah. You coming out of high school, man, what, what made you want to go to a HBCU school in Bethune-Cookman right down the street?
2: Uh, I had family ties there. My father played there at Bethune-Cookman, so I've always been around HBCU uh, black college football. So um, it wasn't that hard to make a decision when once I didn't get the opportunity to go D1 like I thought I was. But, you know, at the same time, it still was a blessing for me to just, you know, find a home at Bethune-Cookman. And, you know, they, they all opened their arms up to me. Once I got there the first year, I didn't even play football. You know, I learned how to be a student. You know, being in black college is kind of different. You know, you just, you know, you're around, you know, you your people all day. And, you know, it, it was an adjustment for me. And um, but at the same time, I, I I just had to I had to figure it out. But once I figured it out, like okay, this is what I want to do. I I was able to get on the football field, make a couple plays, and you know, in college, uh, I had 13 interceptions in my career, the three years that I played there, and um, the rest is history. You know, I was able to get drafted for for the Packers in the second round,
1: and uh, it was just a dream come true. So, so, so. Speaking of adjustment, Nick, um, going to an all-black college and then going to and getting drafted in the second round to the Packers, how was that adjustment in that atmosphere? So you go to an all-black um, college, then you get dra- drafted in a majority in Wisconsin, and being a cheesehead is, you know, pretty much Caucasian. So, how did you decipher and, and figure that part out, Nick?
2: Oh man, it wasn't that hard, you know. Being from a small town, uh, what was that? The population was maybe five thousand, and you know, seventy percent was Caucasian white, white folks. And um, so I was able to make that adjustments once, once I got to Bay. That wasn't the problem. It was dealing with the weather was the hardest thing. <laughs> 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 that was the hardest thing, you know. I, I never been around snow like that. I, I I saw snow growing up, but I never been in snow, be in it, play in it, and drive in it like I had to for, for eight years. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was the biggest part. Then uh, understanding the 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 game and how fast the game is, and each level the game get faster. It doesn't slow down. So. Uh, coming from black college, we play man to man. We was in your face, twenty four seven man to man. You had a free safety over the top every once in a while. Uh, we have uh, we'll go two man, but other than that, it was man on man. And in black college, you, you know, you if, if you the man, you, you you play everywhere. You go from safety, you go to the nickel, you play corner. So um, that helped me a lot. You know, once I got to the league, because I was versatile, I can play anywhere on the field, and and, and the Packers saw that in me. So, when once I got drafted, I, they drafted me as a corner instead of a safety. And then uh, I think they lo- they lost Darren Sharper at that time. When he went to Minnesota, and they was like, oh, we're going to move you to safety. I was like, okay, boy, it don't matter where I play. I just want to play football. Got you. That's how
0: that, that happened. I wanna go back to something you said, Nick, in terms of adjusting to the weather in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. At what point did you realize that the frozen tundra was actually a reality and not just a myth?
2: Oh, uh, it didn't take long. It was in <laughs> it was in September, it was like mid-September, it was 40 degrees outside. I was like, what is this? I ain't used to this. <laughs> and two weeks later, six inches of snow hit the ground. My rookie yeah, I'm like, oh man, this gonna be a lot." <laughs>
1: But what was
0: your what was your technique? I know Ike always tells me about his Steelers teammates used to rub Vaseline on their arms and there's something psychologically of, you know, you're wearing short sleeves even when it's frigid cold out, but what was your strategy?
2: Yeah, we had we did the same thing. We had Vaseline, we had this uh ointment called Warm Skin. Yep. You put on and you just go out there, you know, at this time it's about business. Your right. job Go out here, play football, put on the show for the fans, and win games for the organization. So, and you know, and obviously that paycheck. If I don't perform, I ain't gonna get no paycheck. They're gonna send me <laughs> to the house. So. Right, right. In your head, and you just go out there and just start having fun. Once you you out there in the elements, you just don't think about it
1: no more. You just gotta do your job. Yeah, so. <laughs> You know, no no play, no pay.
2: Absolutely.
1: And 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 that's how it was. But uh we're gonna we gonna get to this this Super Bowl. Um that was going on my third Super Bowl, that was going on your know, going into your first Super Bowl, and I was thinking, man, three sounds better than two. And I kinda already had in my head, man, we should we should we should beat the Packers. But one thing we did share was we ran pretty much the same defense. And we had pretty much the same guys at that, that strong safety position, different guys. You had Charles Woodson, I had Troy Palomalo. Right. So I looked at Troy in awe every time I played with Troy, and I looked at Charles Woodson at all and watching him on tape. And you give props when props is due. Um we shared DP too. I think yep. he was done with DP. Yep. So Damn. DP was my uh my defensive back coach early on in my career, I think he was was he your safety coach? Yeah, he was a safety safety coach, yep. Yeah, so we, we we shared a lot of things. We shared the same defense as well. Too. Yep. So uh it's a lot of good things we share. But um, man, I just wanna congratulate you, even though it hurts on on winning the Super Bowl. You know? Um we sat, Troy and I sat and watch the confetti come down on y'all, and watched us get roped off. <laughs> and I was on the back end of that stick. Right. And when I I took a shower, I didn't cry. But when I got on the when I got on the bus, I cried like a baby. And you know, one of them cries where you can't really breathe, where you right. just be crying and you can't breathe, and you be trying to talk and you can't breathe. Like that was one of them cries. <laughs> yeah, it it. it it didn't hit me till I got on the bus. Right, like, dang, I, I lost. But that was probably one of my. People ask me all the time, "What you think was one of your best games?" I'm like, man, that was one of my best games. And um, uh, I'm I'm playing with a Hall of Famer, and and or play with a Hall of Famer and Ben Roethlisberger. You also play with a future Hall of Famer, and Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was a, he was on point so much that game, all Dick LeBron came back to us and said, ain't nothing we can do. Like, y'all in position, he just threaded the needle <coughs> in every hole. So hopefully he can get cold. And he never got cold. That was the goddamn problem. This dude never got cold throughout throughout the whole game. So uh, Big Ben for me is probably the only quarterback to really play in Pittsburgh because of his style of play, mm-hmm. aggressive. Park ball-like, um, able to extend plays when he wants to. Talk about Aaron Rodgers and how he played and what you saw. That makes him a Hall of Famer.
2: Man, just the way he carried himself on the field, you know, um, a lot of people don't like it. Like, he talked down on the players and not like that. He he, he, he want to be perfect on everything he do. And that's, that's the emotion that you see sometimes when he's like, dang. Like I, I, messed up the play or the receiver one there in the right spot, but um, what make him so special, man? The the way he can his stand plays, uh, can throw the ball from different angles. Uh, it, it it doesn't matter. Uh, he he feel like he can make every throw, and he believed that. So uh, it just made the game much easier for the receivers. Y'all just need to be in the spot. I get you the ball, and and practicing it. Uh, against him every day every day and um and before him I had Brett Favre so I, you know you look like like big Ben for you I think um Brett Favre was like big Ben you know, what I'm saying? Correct. Gun, you know I agree take take chances whatever so it was a little opposite with A-Rod because if it was not perfect he ain't going to throw he ain't, he ain't just going to give the ball up he's going to throw it out of bounds or it's going in the dirt or defense make a hell of a play um and just like you said in that Super Bowl, like, it, it, like he was just on fire through that whole playoff. The whole playoff run, he was on fire. I think in that whole playoff, in those four games that we played with winning the Super Bowl, he probably had twenty-five incomplete passes.
1: That's crazy.
2: Twenty-five complete and in, uh, So right there, to let you know, like this guy is 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 special. And like you said, we shared the same defense. Um And we had pretty much kind of the same guys, and you know, like Charles Wilson was our leader that we looked up. And when he went down in the Super Bowl, but it, it was it was a little scary.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 oh! So, so tell me, tell me what the halftime speech was like from um, from Charles, from Sea
2: Man, a whole bunch of tears. <laughs> it was a whole bunch of tears, man. I heard
1: the halftime speech was some was something special. It was epic,
2: man. Like. You know, he came in with like, "This is it, man. I need this. If I don't have it, 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 it like, I, I can't even explain. I, I, like, it was it was crazy. Like, everybody could just see the like, the hurt because he couldn't finish the game. Like, I'm finally here in the Super Bowl, and I can't even finish the games. You know, and, and when he was in Oakland the, with the Tuck rule with. With Tom Brady, that that should have been the first one, first Super Bowl he went to, but that got t- taken away from him. Then to have the, the broken collarbone in the Super Bowl, it was just, man, like, I, I can't believe it then. But every play, what made it so special, he was on the sideline, pain and all. Every play, it's a, it's a clip on the internet where you can see me and him talking on the sideline, he had the sling, and he was like, Tell Sam to do this or do that, and it, at one point, I I knew it was going. I knew it was going to Wallace on the sideline. Um, it was like a 33-yard touchdown, a 23-yard touchdown on the go-go route. I say, Sam, hey, go to go route. He missed missed Wallace on the line, and I'm coming over. All they had to do is just hit him a little bit. That I would have got my second pick, right? So when I get to the sideline, I was like. Get him out the game. We don't need him in the game. I need somebody that gonna listen to me, listen to what we what the game plan is, so we can win this game. This is when it was y'all, you I think at this time it was the, man, the it momentum was, was changing. 20, yeah, it was 23-21. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So hey,
1: I don't need nobody out there like I ain't ready for this. <laughs> hey, big time. hey, the intensity is high, man. I, I heard Kendrick Perkins. He was talking about, you know, he 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 thinks basketball is harder because of the seven-game series. Yeah. Man, when you only playing you football in the again. playoffs, you got to be a sniper. It's a one-shot, one-kill.
2: That's so it.
1: You don't get you don't get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth shot. Man, you 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 got you got you got one shot, and that Eminem that Eminem song, "Removing Yourself," and you got to live in that moment. That's that's, that's football playoffs time, right there. Man, you you got to live in the moment and you only get one time. But I I was I guess I guess we got some like cuz I had a pick in a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and you had a pick in a Super Bowl. I know how it feels to me, tell me how it feels to you cuz that that goes down to history to right. have an interception in one of the biggest games in the world at that time. It
2: does like you know um it stems from Media day. So, you know, in media day, you know, you get your, your core guys, you know, you, it's like 13 guys they pick to go sit on the podium that on media day. But, er, you know, everybody's going to have a chance to talk to the media, but to sit on that podium in front of everybody, that, that's huge. So I'm sitting there the whole time. It's like a 30-minute, like, uh media time. And everybody, all the media just walking by, walking by, walking by, walking by. So the last three minutes of, of media day, they come by like Collins. Uh, you you're finally made it to the Super Bowl. How you feel? I say, first of all, I've been sitting here thirty <laughs> minutes, and if it's the first time y'all want to say something to me. I they say, thought no, you was a scrub. Yeah, like I'm a scrub. I was like, don't no. even worry about it. I say, after this Super Bowl, y'all gonna know who Nick Collins is, right? And I got off the podium. I walked in. I walked into the to the hotel, uh, I walk back to the bus, to the locker room, and to the bus. And I was like, doing, getting ready for that game. I say, I gotta make a play, whatever the play may be calls, fumble, whatever, interception, whatever, scooping score. I'm running this out of my head, so I'm playing this through my head the whole time. And when I saw that ball floating up in the air, the whole thing I'm thinking about is not, don't drop this ball, cause you know the easiest ones, the only ones you drop easy. Like, hey, just- hey, believe me, I, I know about drop balls. I drop plenty of them. But carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just, it's like, it's taking forever for the ball to come down. I'm like, please don't drop this ball, please don't drop it. So when I caught it, I was like, and corralled the ball, I was like, okay, let's get to the end zone. My whole purpose was to get in the end zone and and like, let the world know like, well, I ain't no scrub. I, I, listen, I looked up at this time, I'm probably the top, one of the top three safeties in the league is Aaron Reed. And you can put it in whatever order you want to. That's how I looked at it. And you know, in in, in a four year span, I had 17, 17 picks. I was I was leading the league in those four years with seventeen picks. With I think Ed Reed was like fifteen. It six.
1: was you, it was you and Ed. Yeah, yeah. yep. let me Ike, let me,
0: Ike, let me hop in here. Let me hop in here because Ike, you always tell me about how. Pay attention to what the players are saying. And I, in preparation for today's conversation, I read about what your teammate says about you, uh, Charles Woodson, Nick. And he says, you know, if not for your neck injury, you would be a Hall of Fame player. Easy. And I know you've been asked about your injury a lot, but what I was curious about is in lieu of all of that, how did it feel to you after the Super Bowl, after all of this happens to be recognized in the Packers Hall of Fame?
2: Oh, that was huge, you know. Um, like I said, like you—you you, you bet on yourself, and I was always betting on myself. My, and the whole purpose, once I got drafted in the league, was like make it to the first five years. Boom, I made it to my first five years. Then the next one was like make it to the second five years. Then after that, I don't. After that, I'm stealing. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> and you make it to your second contract. Basically, you want to try to make it to that second contract. That's right. what. You're like okay, I I made it a little bit, but um, to get recognized, and having Charles Woodson to come up there, and introduce me, and be be a voice, and just listen to him, you know, carry on and, and and say the things that he said about me was, that was special, right? And and I couldn't believe it, Like To this day, I still still can't believe it. Like I'm I'm in three different Hall of Fames. I'm in the Packers, I'm in the Miak Hall of Fame, and I'm at I'm in Bethune-Cookman Hall of Fame. If you were to ask me that about six years ago, I was like, nah, man, I ain't gonna be in nobody Hall of Fame then. In the past couple of years, I done been in the top 100 for the National Football League Hall of Fame. So I'm like, wow, I must have did some real, real special. And I like, I know I was good, but to this day, I'm like, how good was I? Like I, I, I to this day, I'm I'm afraid to just sit down and just watch myself play a whole game, just for the simple fact, of like, cause I'm all, I'm so critical of, um, on myself, like, dang, I missed that tackle that game. So I ain't even looking at the good stuff and 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 don't realize what other people were seeing. All I'm thinking about the bad stuff that I did in the
1: game. At you know, the at the time, now, now you got time to reflect, right, and. But at the time, especially while we playing, we ain't thinking about what we're doing. Uh, no. When we do good, we feel like that's expected. Yeah. You, we always remember the tackle or the call or the technique that we didn't do right. throughout the game. Uh, the media catch, your your family, your friends will catch what you done done good. But yeah. while you're on the field, you ain't never looking at, man, this is why they did yeah. Um, good on the field because within yourself, like you said, you betting on yourself and make sure y'all go to bet online, yeah. AG. <laughs> but you betting on yourself and you you understand, man, I'm supposed to be doing this, you right. know? But for you to say to Miak, for you to say the Bethune-Cookman, for you to say the Packers Hall of Fame, out of eight years, that's an impressive career. 17 picks in eight, eight years is, is impressive. At the time, you... It was you, Troy, Seawood, and Ann Reed. Y'all was hot in like a five-year span when it came down to interceptions. Interceptions. So that's... I'm going to tell you, even though you might not want to say it yourself because you're trying to be humble, I get it. But I'm going to tell you, to be in three different Hall of Fames in eight years, that's saying a lot. Would it gave you 12 more, you probably would have been in the Hall of Fame for the NFL. And it's still not... Uh, a, a long distance away, just for you to get mentioned, right? It's saying a lot, you know. But um, yeah, bro, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I'm gonna go ahead and give you your flowers now. You no, had man. a heck of a career, <laughs> dog. You had a you, you had a heck of a career, and, and this is more impressive than anything coming from a HBCU. You know, Miak, Bethune, and the Packers, man. Congratulations on all three of them. I appreciate that.
0: Let me piggyback off that too, Ike. And you know how I feel like about the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, but I'm talking to two former players who spent the duration of their career with their respective franchises. Ike, you with the Steelers, Nick, you with the Packers. And I think it speaks volumes about the organizations because this whole Aaron Rodgers situation, Ike, I think is so short-sighted. And to me, it's as simple as this. What's so bad about staying in Green Bay? You win the NFC North every year. If you think the Packers front office is in that, Ike I said this last week and I'm going to say it again. Let me introduce you to Chicago, Detroit, and Minnesota. You're going to win the division every year. The Packers mm-hmm. just re-signed Aaron Jones. They also re-upped David Bakhtiari on the offensive line. Devontae Adams, you're paying nearly $17 million a year. You've got a pretty okay. damn good defense over in Green Bay. To me, Staying on the Packers, at least for the upcoming season in the 2021 season, is in Aaron Rodgers' best interest. Not to mention, if you go over and get traded to the Broncos, you're going to have to play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Justin Herbert and the Chargers twice each, each Mm -hmm. season. So that's just kind of my two cents worth. I think it says a lot about both of your franchises that you played for that both of you spent your entire careers with both the Steelers and the Packers.
1: Hey Nick, I got a question. Just your personal opinion. You think A. Rod coming back to the Packers this year? He he
2: he only gonna come back if they listen to to him. What he you may- mean by that? Listening to him, like for since what twenty fifteen, I would say the man just been asking for a little help. The type of player that he is, the caliber of player that he is. And you look at what Tom Brady did, go to Tampa Bay, say, all he said, I need this guy, I need this guy, and that, that guy, right? And and he been asking for just a little help, not a whole lot. You know, it's Green Bay a small market, so you you ain't gonna get too much, too, too many people don't wanna go to Green Bay and play in that type of weather. Like right. you gotta be like mentally strong to go play in that type of weather. Right. And, and he just was like, y'all just pursue, like let me in on ins and out or what y'all thinking about doing, and I get my two cent. Y'all can take it, or y'all can don't don't have to take it at all. You ain't got to listen to me at all. But I think he just wanted to be more involved in in certain situations.
1: So basically, so basically, you saying like, if the front office and the management was just like, we're, we're, we're thinking about doing this. What right. you think? Just just get me involved or just inform me. So you say that's 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 all A Rod wanted was man, that's y'all it. just inform me. And even if we don't get that person that I might like, at least I know y'all tried for me.
2: Right. Gotcha. You attempt to to to, 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 to reach out. you. Gotcha. And it, gotcha. it, it, it then like for the Jordan Love situation, same thing. Like for on draft day, you don't even call this guy. Before y'all draft the quarterback, we're like, hey, this is what we think about. We go ahead and draft our future right here. Um, and what you think? Is it okay, Rod, I know, knowing rod he been like, if, if this is what y'all think is the best for the organization, by by all means. I, I you know I'm not worrying about that. What I am worrying about, you know, at this time, I think he had just he probably was on his second year of his deal, so he still have four four more years on his deal. So he's not really thinking about that. So now is now with all that been planned over the past couple years. Now it just, it just backfired on green Bay in a sense. Know, I'm going to
0: push back. I'm going to push back a little bit here. Cause you get Clemson receiver Amari Rogers in the third round. And, sure. and I know you guys are going to love this as DBs, Jerry Alexander, and then Eric Stokes in the first round out of Georgia. You've got two lockdown corners on the outside. So Like, to me, again, I go back to how do the Packers shake up with – the how do they stand out with the rest of the division? And I would imagine that they're going to be the favorite a season after appearing in the NFC Championship game. So, to me, it's like let's just reload and try to run this thing back. No, I
1: get get what you're saying, but I see what Nick's saying as well. Um, Mark, that he just wanted to be informed. Even if he didn't like it, like I'm not sure if he would have liked Jordan Love getting picked up that high, trading draft picks to get Jordan Love. Yeah, they traded. At least, at least he was informed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially at that caliber. For me in Pittsburgh, one, I wasn't that good to inform. One, two, they was going, they told me every year they were drafting to replace me. And I got the business side <laughs> of that. I told them, man, y'all ain't going to find another IT. So carry on. But um, for Aaron Rodgers you you starting to see this. This is what the this is the generation. This is what they're doing, man. They 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 getting guys quarterbacks like in the NFL now. They getting receivers quarterbacks want to get familiar with. So just listening to Nick, it was basically man just informing whether whether A Rod liked it or not. At least he was informed about what they're gonna do coming from a front office standpoint. Now the pushback. To so that is the front office ain't got to tell you nothing. That's that's what they're there for. <laughs> they're there for for the future the and 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 the competition. And the better the competition is at every position, the better off the team will be. So I get that front office standpoint, but but just coming from a a guy like a Rod, the caliber, and knowing he's going to be on your roster, you know you got a chance. Yep. You know, and, and that's that. That's how, I'm just guessing. That's how he feels like. Well, okay. y'all know every time I step on the field, we got a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Y'all do know this, right? So um, just inform me. Let me know what's going on. But I get what Nick's saying. But Mark, I see what you're saying from 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 your standpoint. Right.
0: One hundred percent. It's it's somewhere in the middle. I just think people get so obsessed with the first round picks and it's like there are other position groups, there are other needs, there are other rounds in the draft. I think the focusing on the first round picks is just a little bit short sighted, especially given the track record of success that Green Bay has had. Hey,
1: but look, a I got to understand, too, now, Brett Favre was once in his position and they drafted him. Damn Regardless man. on whether you want to say he fell late in the first round or they didn't get draft picks and push up to get him. Man, everybody knew. Brett Favre, I remember Brett saying, man, he ain't got time to help. He's <laughs> he trying did. to win ball games. Well, no. I remember Brett saying that. He ain't got time to help no young buck, man. I'm trying to win ball games. Now I think their relationship is better because they're both older. And, and more mature about the situation now, but your love can feel the same way. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's in that Brett Fall position right now. Like, like God damn. If, if he thinks about it that way, which I which I doubt it's he will. A little different.
2: It's a little different. Brett kept going, I'm gonna retire or I ain't gonna retire. I'm gonna retire. See, Aaron Rodgers ain't never came out and say he was gonna retire.
0: You that see, was the program. ESPN programming for like every yeah. summer for like 3 or 4 years in a row. <laughs> yeah, like I'm retired. Oh, no, nah, I'm coming back. So,
2: they he was so up, Brett Foy was so up and down and he was just giving giving the Packers hell. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm the, if I I'm, I'm the face of the organization
0: shit, why not? I'm going to give him hell too.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I I get what you're saying. Mike, you know, I
0: know we're up against time. I wanted to ask Nick one more thing. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned your teammate Charles Woodson, but your other teammate Atari Bigby. What's your best Atari Bigby story? Uh, Atari
2: man, he, man, that 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 was our that was our that was our um, that was our hammer right there. Atari, you you knew what you was gonna get. He was just a downhill, knock your head off, and didn't care about it, and. My one of my special moments was in um it was in the playoffs. I think this was 07. And he came down and smacked somebody. I forgot who. Matter of fact, it was against Seattle. And he came down and just blew up everybody. And like that set the whole tone for the game. Seattle was hot at this time. Oh seven, they hot. They cut the, dope. In the and you know, they jumped, they jumped out us on jumped out on us real quick. And we ended up winning that game like 42 to 21. <laughs> but it was like he was out there just blasting folks. It was a tone setter. Yeah, he, he set the tone. So it, he was just like our uh, um what's the name? Cam Ch- Chandler for um Seattle. Yeah. Cam. He, there, he-
0: Ch- Chancellor, yeah.
1: Yeah, Chancellor, yeah. He come out there and boom. That was him. But Nick, you to this day you still ain't got no neck. You act like you won't come down here. My baby, I my, my, right my I said, God damn, Nick still ain't got no neck. Boy, I see why he was coming down. my <laughs> <laughs> neck My neck like this
2: because once I had my neck injury for 2 years straight, that's all I did was work on
1: building I, this, I see. <laughs> I see, that. I see that right and it look like you still doing it. I said, God damn, I'm looking at my neck, I'm looking at Mark's neck, and I'm looking at your neck. I said, this, this dude ain't even got no neck. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And I gotta stay sharp, you know. Yeah, I got,
2: I got these boys around here, they might wanna try me one day. Hey,
1: hey all I you see, gotta do is, stay, all you stay, gotta do is put gotta them on your neck, neck and break they back. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, well, man. Look, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, gotta give a shout out to Miss Courtney and Brinks TV, um, for they ad living. Gotta give a shout out to Bet Online. They've been they've been with us from day one. Believe it's still a podcast. That's the fam. Gotta give a shout out to my dog Mark right here. Um, make sure y'all subscribe. Give us a five star rating, just like a diamond hotel, on um, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or Twitter. Well, I want to thank all the viewers and 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 people just going on. Sorry, I got to cut short for time. I got to go get my son my haircut. But uh, we got to – Nick. You got to come on off me, man. Just just it, to man. just to, just to chop it, just to chop it up. We really couldn't get in the detail. And uh, once I say we got a special guest coming on, my dog Mark be happy as hell, man. He be cause he he, he like he like listening to the to the stories, man. So. Um, I said my two cents. I'm going to let Mark go at home, say what he needs to say, and close this thing out. But, Nick, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, bro.
0: Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, I Ike, I'm like a good. kid on Christmas. And, Nick, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Free appreciate it, special guests, Nick Collins and Ike Taylor. I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for tuning in to the Bleeding Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. We have a loaded offseason, plenty of guests still to come. So keep it locked in here on the Believe It's Steelers podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. And so long, everyone. Peace. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.